Greetings, Mike and Jody Cleveland with you for Worship Wednesday. And Jody, I love doing these particular days because a lot of times we see songs that do create worship in our hearts, don't we? We do, we do. Those are wonderful, wonderful times. And sometimes we see songs that are incomplete. Yeah, they're fraction songs. Yes. They, they leave out uh, something that's vital for uh, people to understand in order for it to be a worship song. And Why that, is that dangerous? It's dangerous because Satan wants to blind our minds to the gospel. And if we leave the gospel out of songs, it's not a worship song. It could be sung by Muslims, Jehovah's Witnesses, any false religion could sing this song. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want to do that uh, to leave the gospel out because then it's an incomplete song, like you said last week. Right. And it's really dangerous to do that also because... Um, Hopefully, there are unbelievers that come to church every week. Yeah, we, we we hope that that's who's coming as well as believers. Yes, and and if an unbeliever is sitting in the congregation, and they hear a song that is a an incomplete song, a fragment, a fraction, a, a partial truth, then they they are left wondering or confused about what it actually means to be a Christian. Yes, what is Christianity about? Oh. Um, it could be any number of things. Oh, it's it's about swaying. It's about feeling good. It's about you know doing good for other people. It's about loving your neighbor. You know, it's about loving God, yeah. and, which is not you know those are partial truths. Right. But the gospel tells us what Christianity is really about. It is our distinctive. Yes, that's exactly right. The gospel right. is. The gospel is that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That yeah. He was buried. And then he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. It's a very distinct and definable message. It is. It's not that God loves us. Hey, that's part of it, but it's incomplete. It's not all the wonderful things Jesus did. Now, those are this part of it. But the gospel, the gospel is distinct and definable. And if it's missing, it's not a worship song. Now, we have a song today sent in by a listener. Yes. And we appreciate people sending songs in to get our thoughts on them. Right. And uh, again, we aren't here to say that we are the authority by any means. What we're simply saying is, look at this song with us and see if the gospel is there or if it's absent. And that helps us to, to say whether this is a worship song or not. Right, right. So let's read this song, and I can't remember the name of it. Do you have the name of it, Jay? Yeah, it's called Dancing on the Waves. Dancing on the Waves. Okay, I'll read the first verse. Okay. I'm standing at your door. My heart is calling yours. Come fall into my arms. You're weary from it all. Been running for too long. I'm here to bring you home. Right, right. Yeah, and, and so this is, this is supposed to be, I'll just tell you a little bit about the history of this song or what it's supposed to be about, okay? So it's supposed to be about the Father, God, singing over us, inviting us to commune and draw near to Him. And, um, and the verse that they're using as their foundational verse is John 7, 37 to 39, which is that bit about um, anyone who's thirsty can come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Okay, so now we know the foundation. However, if you were just to hear the song strolling through the grocery store aisle, you would just think, what, this is like a parent wanting somebody to come home? Or, you know, it's a, it's a loving song, but for all I know, it's, it's somebody standing at the door waiting for somebody to come home. 
Okay, so no gospel so far. No, no gospel Let's yet. look at the second verse. What do you see there? Okay, I'm reaching out to you. I'll chase you down. I dare you to believe how much I love you now. Don't be afraid. I am your strength. We'll be walking on the water, dancing on the waves. Anybody? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, what do you say about this when it's all about the love of God and you, but the problem is, Jody, and you have to think about this in terms of, again, an unbeliever listening to this song. Um, they have no idea uh, what the proof of God's love is. Right. And, and again, any Muslim could sing this song. Right. Allah is so loving and merciful. Any Muslim that's devout will tell you about the mercy and the love of Allah. Right. Okay, and I, and I agree with them because of the, the word Allah means God. Right. And yes, he's merciful. Yes, you're right, Mr. Muslim. You're right. Right. But that's not our message. No. That's different than the Christian message. And this is very generic. I'll, I'll chase you down. I dare you to believe how much I love you. Well, that's what I'm saying. God... First of all, God hasn't even been mentioned at all. So it, right. Muslims wouldn't even sing this song. This is sort of like a, a generic song that is could be sung about anybody. You know, it could be a popular song, yeah. a pop song. Right, some you know, boyfriend loving right. his or girlfriend. Or a parent or, you know, whatever lost relationship. Come home, I, I love you, come home. Yeah. Um, what's the next verse? All right, look up and lift your eyes. The future's open wide. I have great plans for you. Oh, yes, I do. Your past is dead and gone. Your healing has begun. I'm making all things new. Watch me do it. Oh, boy. It's uh, very beautiful, though. The concept is so pretty. The problem is you have to fill in the blanks. You for example, do. your past is dead and gone. But it's, there's no connection to the cross. Right. Our past is truly dead and gone because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, yes, according to the scriptures, right, and in so doing, he destroyed our past, right, and shed his blood all over our sins, right. But see, you have to fill in the blanks if you don't know that, and and so I'm not worshiping here because there's no connection to the cross of Christ, no clear statement of the gospel, right. And I have a feeling that whoever wrote this song probably does like when they when they before they start the song maybe they they share about the gospel maybe they talk about the foundation for the song maybe they do i don't know yeah we're hoping the best we're, we are we're definitely hoping the best but the song in itself so far is has no gospel no jesus no blood no nothing that would indicate is Christian at all. Right. So no power. No power. Okay. Dancing on the waves. Can you just, can you see us just dancing? Uh, no, I, I can't. I'm lost. Right. Okay. Next verse. I set every star into place so you would remember my name. I made it all for you. You are my masterpiece. You are the reason I sing. This is my song for you. Every star in the sky. Okay, again, you are making tremendous assumptions here. You are stating that I hung every star in place. Well, that's the creator God. Again, everyone who believes in God could sing this song. It's not a distinctly Christian song at all. Yeah, it's not. It's not at all. And it just, I'm sure it's really sweet. I mean, I've never heard the song, but I'm sure it's really pretty. And you can probably... 
um, feel really uh, warm. You know, it's probably one of those heartwarming songs that, you know, there's a lot of secular songs that are heartwarming, you know. That oh, just yeah. Like, yeah. And, and this feels like that to me. It's, I don't want to seem unkind, but what we're talking about is not that it's not a pretty song, not that it's not a, a, a good song in the sense of just regular music. What we're saying is it doesn't have the message of the cross. It doesn't have the message of power or life transformation. It does not have the gospel. Right. And that makes it not a worship song. Well, you just summarized it. Right. <laughs> Very good. Well said. Uh, next week, we're going to do a wonderful, marvelous worship song. Right. But we wanted to make sure that what we looked at in this song is stated clearly is not a worship song. This is not a Christian worship song. Um, should not be sung in church where somebody comes to hear the good news. Right. Uh, the good news. The definable good news. Right. Um, and the, the problem is, if you just sing songs like this, you are leaving Jesus out as if his sacrifice on the cross didn't mean anything. Right. As if it was just another day in the life of Christ. Mm. And we hate that. Right. We, we hate that, yet the devil loves that. Right. Um, again, in 2 Corinthians 4, it says, The God of this world blinds the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel. Now, they can see God the Father. They can see God the Creator. Mm -hmm. They can see the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. They can see lots of different wonderful things. They just can't see the death of Jesus the shedding of his blood, mm -hmm. the removal of their sin at the cross. Mm -hmm. And Jody, this is so important. Do you remember when Jesus was talking with Peter and the disciples, and he said, who do you say that I am? And what did Peter say? Ah, you're the Lord. You're the Messiah. Right? Yeah. Yes, you're the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Right. And Jesus said, go to the front of the class, Peter. That's well done. God revealed that to you. Right. But then what happened in verse 21 of Matthew 16, Jesus began speaking about his death, mm -hmm. his upcoming death and resurrection. And Peter took Jesus aside and rebuked him right. and said, no, Lord, that'll not happen to you. Back of the class, Peter, uh -oh. because <laughs> why? You don't have in mind the things of God, but rather the things of man. And Jesus actually called Peter Satan, get behind me, Satan. Mm -hmm. You don't have in mind the things of God. You see, Satan had been working on Peter to blind him to the death of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Peter was great with the life of Jesus, with Jesus being the Messiah and being the Son of God. That was all fine mm -hmm. and dandy. It's just that Satan didn't want Peter to see the death of Jesus. He saw no light in the gospel. Mm -hmm. Okay, So now we see songs like this come. And they don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. Mm -hmm. And that makes it very much not a worship song. Right. And the, and the hard part is that they're very pretty songs. That they, you know, they're easy to hum along to or to sing to and you catch yourself singing them. But what, what we want to say today is that a worship song is a song that causes you to look to the cross of Christ for your sufficiency, for your salvation, for your... Um, a ongoing uh, growth maturity and maturity and in the gospel. Yes. yes, it's so important. 
that we be singing those songs that have the gospel in them. That's what needs to be stuck in our head. Yes, and again, I want to make it clear that we're not saying, oh, as Christians, we should never listen to a secular song. Absolutely not. Right? There's no problem with listening to secular music. Right. But if you're going to make a worship song, right. uh, then we have one message right. that must be in that song to be a true worship song. Yes, yes. Don't ever sing a song uh, in church that would not um, give an unbeliever who's sitting in the pew the gospel. Yeah. And I realize that that eliminates a lot of songs. I do. It really does. I mean, if you really examine worship music... But the good news is that there are every day new gospel songs being written and sung and old gospel hymns that can be rewritten, modernized. So let's just get in. Let's dig in and do some really good, right, uh, exploratory excavating of good worship songs that we can sing. One is coming next week. And I, can't I look wait. forward to it. Mm -hmm.